119. While you are turned to one, uh, Psalm 119, go ahead and get your hymn book out, if you would, for just a moment. I want you to look at the lyrics of a, a song here in just a few moments, and you can turn over to hymn 458. As you come to Psalm 119, you can find your place in Psalm 119, 145, on down to 152, and that's where we'll find ourselves this evening. The night was a, a struggle. The, as, the, as the individual laid his head down on the pillow... There was something that was troubling him, whether it was a certain circumstance or a situation or something that he was facing in the coming days. Maybe it was some enemies that were approaching or, or, or whatever the case might have been, but nonetheless, he was unable to sleep. He was unable to sleep in such a way that it kept him up to the point where all he knew to do was call out unto God and seek the Lord, uh, and he cried unto the Lord. You've been there before. You faced those days whenever you laid your head down on your pillow, and as you laid your head on your pillow, maybe it was 10 o'clock at night, and there was something that was troubling you. There was something that you, you, were, you were thinking on, you were meditating on. It was something that kept you up, and you would roll over, you would toss and turn, you would go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, and maybe you rolled over, and next thing you know, you're still awake, and it's 1 a.m., as you are sitting there in your bed and you're thinking, I need to fall asleep, I need to fall asleep. And as you're laying there in bed, you roll over and you toss and you turn. And next thing you know, you're still not asleep and it's 4 a.m. You continue doing this all through the night. And finally, the sun comes through that window and you're thinking, I never once slept the entire night. You know, you've probably experienced this a time or two before, and you, you know the, the feeling whenever you have something that's weighing on you, whether it's a burden, whether it's something that has troubled you, whether it's something that is burdening your heart and your, your, your heart is broken or whatever the case might be. But nonetheless, you toss and you turn and you, you don't know what to do. But all through the night, you're calling upon the Lord and asking the Lord to, to give you the comfort, to give you the rest, to give you the strength, to give you the, the, the help that you need over whatever is keeping you up. That's exactly what's taking place in Psalm 145, verses 145 and 152. The Bible says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning, and I cried, and I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevented the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness. Hear, O Lord. Or, or, or loving kindness, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from the law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known them of old, but thou hast founded them forever. In Psalm 119, verses 145 on down, you begin to see the psalmist as something is troubling him, something is keeping him up, something has been brought to his attention, or he is facing uncertain circumstances, something that he is not comfortable with, something that has just brought him to the point where he is uneasy, if you would. And as you go through and you begin to read this psalm, you'll find that in this psalm, the, the psalmist begins to cry out. And as he's crying out, you begin to see that he is troubled by something. And the only thing that he knows to do is to cry out in verses 145 on down the first four verses of this psalm. That is what you find him doing. Multiple times in this psalm, you see the word cried. The Bible says in verse 145, I cried with my whole heart. Verse 146, I cried unto thee. Verse 147, right there in the middle and cried. You begin to see that he's crying out, but not only is he crying out, he begins to not only cry, but then he begins to call out for some specific things. 
And then you begin to see that as he is coming through, the Bible says in verse number 152, concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. He begins to confess some things unto the Lord, not confessing himself, not confessing something that he has brought upon himself, but just confessing that he is aware, if you would. You see, in verse 152, you see that the Bible says, concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old, speaking of the word here. It's speaking of the confidence that he has found as he is going through a season of difficulty or uncertain circumstances, unfamiliar territory, if you would. Nonetheless, he's been kept up by something, but the word always brings comfort. I've faced it myself whenever I have gone through certain uncertain circumstances or days where I didn't know what God was doing. And every time that I run to the word of God, it brings comfort. And right in the midst of this psalm right here, notice these three words. And the two words that follow. Verse 151, the Bible says this. Thou art near, O Lord. Can I encourage you tonight? I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what season of life you're in. I don't know if you need this message concerning a a certain issue or a certain circumstance that you found yourself tonight in. But I do know one thing. We all need to be reminded on a daily basis that the Lord is near. Every single day of our lives, as you go and you walk through this this thing called life, you'll find that the Lord is always desiring to be in our presence. He's always in the midst, if you would. As you open up your hymn book, you'll see in hymn 458, a familiar hymn. One that was written by Fanny Crosby, and if you would, I would encourage you to go and find the hymn history on this hymn particularly, but... Notice the words of this hymn for just a moment. Because as you sing hymns, and you think about the importance of hymns and the importance of music, and you go to these precious hymns, these are things that you can reflect on and think about and think on and sing throughout the day, and it brings even much more encouragement. And the Bible teaches these things as you think about exalting, I mean, uh, encouraging in psalms and in hymns and all of these many things that we think about. And in this hymn, notice these words. It says, I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Verse number 2, Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by thy power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend, when I kneel in prayer, and with thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. There are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. Then the chorus begins to go on. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord. To the cross where thou hast died, draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. You think about the precious hymns, I think about I need thee every hour and and some of the hymns that deal with this this understanding of the Lord bringing himself closer to us and us coming closer to him, drawing nearer unto the Lord. And in this psalm right here, the one thing that the psalmist begins to point out is that he didn't need encouragement from a friend in that hour. He didn't need a solution from someone in that hour. The only thing he needed to do was remind himself that, hey, in the midst of whatever is going on, you are there. 
You are near. You are right here in the midst of it. You are present right at this very time. In the psalm, you go and you read verses 145 on down, and the enemy was near. You begin to see that evil was near, and you begin to see that danger and death were near. All of those many things might have been near, but right in the midst of this psalm, Psalm 119, verse 151, the Bible says this, Thou art near, O Lord. Hey, can I encourage you, though, you may be facing difficult times and you can look at those difficult seasons and you can say, hey, I've got this trouble and I've got this trouble and I've got this trouble and this is right here and this is right here. As you look at all of the negative things, can I encourage you, those five words outweigh every single one of those negative things. Thou art near, O Lord. You see, many of us tonight, there's no doubt in my mind that many of us have overwhelming circumstances. Prayers that are on our hearts, burdens that we have that we carry around, things that we're going through. And as you look at those things, you say, hey, I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with this. God is not unaware of those things. As a matter of fact, God was aware of those things before you ever faced those things. And one thing we have to realize and remember tonight is that we need to, at all times, draw ourselves near unto the Lord. What a powerful reminder tonight of this psalm right here, the understanding and the encouragement that thou art near, O Lord. Tonight I want to bring out four things that may encourage you, I pray that they do, concerning this psalm in those five words, thou art near, O Lord. And maybe you need this reminder, you're facing something, and you just need to be reminded that, hey, right in the midst of it, God, you're right there. Lord, you're right there. Not only are you right there, you're very present. You're right there walking with me and going with me through all of this. And I might be facing something or I know someone who is facing something. And maybe you know someone that's on your heart right now that needs to be reminded that, hey, whatever you're going through, God is with you. God is right there in the midst of it all. And so notice with me, number one, this statement, thou art near, O Lord. Four things about this statement that we need to be reminded of. Number one, it's a statement of affection. It's a statement of affection. If you were to think about the word affection, you think about the joy and and what is brought with the word affection. You see, in this psalm right here, verse 151, he says, Thou art near, O Lord. Oftentimes, when we think about being near, we think about uh, the the, the physical part of it. Come here for just a moment. I'm going to turn this off. My watch is going crazy. We are near. Matter of fact, we are, are closer in physical proximity than me and my wife would be at this very given time. But do you realize that as you think about that statement, thou art near, there are many times, though, that you might be present and close in physical contact, you are still far away. Here, let me give an example. You get in the car. You are sitting in the driver's seat. Your spouse is... Go sit down. Miss Kelly, come here. <laughs> about to get awkward. You are sitting right here in the driver's seat. Your spouse is sitting right here. There's tension in the vehicle. You're driving. You're near, but you're far apart. You know what I'm talking about. There's, there's, some, there's some separation there. Not only you're, you might be near physically, but hey, you're as far mentally, emotionally as you possibly can be. You can be seated. You think about the word affection here in the presence here. And he says, not only do you need to understand that, hey, there are times whenever you might be physically near, but here the psalmist is understanding that emotionally the Lord is revealing to him right then and there, I am near. 
hey, right in the midst of what you're facing, I am near. The Bible goes on to tell us in Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. As you think about Deuteronomy chapter number 31, verse number 6, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Matthew 28, 20, as we come to the Great Commission, we find that the Bible says, teaching them to observe all things. And as you go and you read, it says, Who, Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, notice the next five words, I am with you always. Even... Under the end of the world, amen. You think about the Lord being present in the midst of our lives and He is reminding us, hey, draw near unto me because, hey, I am right there. He says right here in this psalm, Psalm 119, verse 151, Thou art near, O Lord. Not maybe near and physical as you think about that sometimes, but emotionally the Lord is reminding you, hey, whatever you're facing, I am right there. You think about sometimes, even in church, sometimes we will say, hey, I am there, and you've checked in, to the church. You've walked in. Physically, you're here, but mentally, you're checked out. Emotionally, you're checked out. Spiritually, you're checked out. And so you think about this statement right here, Thou art near, O Lord. There have been many times whenever we have walked into the house of God and we've sat down in our seats and somebody would say, Hey, you're there. Good job being at church tonight. But you know, hey, I might be here, but I'm not here. The psalmist is reminding himself here that, Hey, Lord, Thou art near. You see, he wasn't telling the Lord anything that the Lord didn't already know. Lord, thou art near. Yeah, I know I'm near. It wasn't like that. The psalmist, as he's calling out to God, he's reminding himself, you know what, Lord? Evil might be near. Danger might be near. Death might be near. Destruction might be near. Uh, Those who are trying to to come after me might be near. The, The struggle might be near. You know what? All of those things pair into comparison as you think about this statement right here, Lord, all of those things, Thou art near. The psalmist reminds himself of this. One of the things that help us understand that the Lord is there and the joy in that is we come to realize His presence is made known because His love is felt. You think about the abounding love of Christ and, and the Lord loves us so much that there are times whenever you are going through the, the, the darkest season of your life, or the most difficult seasons, and you know this, you can still sense the love of God. And you say, you've had people come up to you and say, how, how, how did, how, I don't understand it. It's hard to explain. You can't explain it. You can't fathom it. But you just know. The Bible goes on to tell us in Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Ephesians 3.19 tells us, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of the Lord. Notice the first couple of words in Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ. Can I share with you, one of the things I'm most thankful for in my own personal life is my salvation, and that's very simply to understand this, that I was introduced to the love of God. I remember sitting in that service and understanding that, hey, that, that though I might have been a sinner and though that I might have had all of my friends and my family fooled and all of those who were around me fooled and I, and I knew that I had them tricked and I knew that I could continue living the way I was living and then I was reminded, hey, God still loves you. 
You know, you, you've come in contact with people before that have said, hey, how could a God love me? I, I'm wicked, I'm vile, I'm, I'm a sinner like none other. And you say, I don't know how, but I know He does. You know that. It's the love of God. You think about that song, the love of God, when Brother Kurt LeBeau was here and as he sang that song, and it's just something that you can't fathom, but you're so grateful for. And the psalmist here is reminding us right here in this statement, Thou art near, O Lord, that it's a statement of affection. Number two, not only is it a statement of affection, but we understand that it's a statement of encouragement. And when you think about this statement, Thou art near, O Lord, not only are you reminded of the love of God, but you're also reminded of the encouragement that that statement brings. Thou art near, O Lord. Think about a child for just a moment. That child is wanting to jump into the water, but it's a little bit high for them. They're jumping off of a maybe a, a, a high dive or something like that, and the father is down there, and, and the father is saying, Hey, I'm right here, I'm right here, just jump. Well, it makes you feel a lot better as a child when you're jumping down when you know Daddy's down there to catch me. The encouragement that that statement brings. You know as that difficult season uh, approaches your life and you have that one friend in the local church, you have that friend that you're closest to or whatever the case might be or a family member and you're going through something and they say this right here, hey, whatever you need, I am there for you. What a comfort that is. What an encouragement that is. And as you open the Word of God, you come to realize this statement right here is a statement of affection, but it's also a statement of encouragement. Hey, in the midst of whatever you're facing, can I encourage you, God's right there. Thou art near, O Lord. The Bible goes on to tell us in Psalm 37, verse number 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Hey, the psalmist here, notice with me the desires of his heart in the midst of this right here. The Bible says, I cried with my whole heart. Now, this wasn't just a, Lord, I need you right now. No, 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 he's crying out. You go and you, you, you imagine with me for just a moment, uh, picture with me a child that is crying for their mother or for their father. They're crying. It's not just that they're whimpering. It's not just they're whining. No, they're weeping because they want mama. They want daddy. They need them in that moment. I want my mama. I want my daddy. And in this statement right here, I cried with my whole heart. He wasn't just, just saying these things. He wasn't just uttering these words in such a, uh, a way that was kind of flippantly. No, he's, he's begging. He's pleading. This is something that kept him up from evening all the way until the morning as he cried out. And he didn't just cry out just a little. He cried with his whole heart. You see, in this psalm right here, as you think about this statement that is being made, he says right here, I cried with my whole heart. Notice with me the sound, if you would, for just a moment as he's crying out. It's a, it's a weeping. Three different times he says, I cried, I cried, and cried. He is crying out. You begin to understand the, the, the seriousness of this as he's crying out unto the Lord. But not only do you see the sound and understand, as you can imagine with me for just a moment, but you also can sense the sincerity in this cry. As he says, I cried with my whole heart. This wasn't just a flippant thing. This just wasn't something that he was crying wolf about. No, he was sincere about this. Lord, I need you right now. Can I share with you, if you were kept up all night and you woke, you didn't wake up, you were kept up all night and you went about your next day and someone asked you how your night was and you began to express to them the difficult night that you had just had. And you go on and you're talking to that individual and you're talking to them about the struggle that you're facing and you're very simply sincere about it. I would imagine that as you utter those words, maybe tears come down your eyes. You're saying, you just, you don't realize I'm struggling. I'm going through something. I'm, 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 I'm hurting. I'm facing a difficult season. I'm, I'm going through a trial. The circumstances aren't pleasant. The, the situation isn't something I want to be in. And you're sincere about it. You're asking that person to pray for you. And this is what the psalmist is saying here. I cried with my whole heart. You know, I think about the book of Habakkuk. You go to the book of Nehemiah. 
You could go through some of the other Psalms. You could look at Moses. You could look at other individuals in Scripture. But sometimes whenever you read, you'll find that as they cried, their inner bowels hurt. And as you think about that, again, as we made reference to this this morning, as Nehemiah, it says that he mourned and wept certain days, up to four months it could have been, that you imagine, and some of you felt this before, when you've wept so long that your stomach literally hurts the next day. Your throat hurts the next day. Uh, you've, you've heard of situations like that where, where people have, have lost a ton of weight and they've gone into a, 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 a stage of really hurting their body because they cried so hard. And I can imagine for just a moment, the psalmist here is he's kept up all night and as he's weeping, the sincerity of all that. And tonight, I can imagine some of you have had some days, had some moments, faced some moments in your own life where you just couldn't help but weep and weep and weep. And tonight, maybe you need to be reminded, once again, the Lord is near. He's right there. He's right in the midst. You see the sincerity of it. You also see the seriousness. Notice with me, if you would, as he goes on, and in this portion of Scripture, verse number 145, he says, I cried with my whole heart. Notice the statement after that statement right there. Hear me, O Lord. I can't help but as I read this psalm, as the psalmist is uttering those words, how serious it must have been that he is pleading with God, Lord, please hear me. Would you just understand? I, I imagine it's like a child that is trying to get something across to their parents and maybe they're hurt or they're, they're, they've, they've had something that has happened and they, they can't get it out, but they're wanting their, their parents to understand, hey, this is serious, hear me, listen to me, I'm trying to tell you something. Or maybe it's kind of like a, a parent that's trying to get their, the attention of a child and maybe that child is running from the Lord and running from them and the, the parent is trying to, to wave their hands and wave the red flags and say, would you just hear what I'm trying to tell you? Hear me for this moment. The psalmist here is trying to get the Lord's attention to hear him right then and there. This morning as we dealt with Nehemiah, Nehemiah in verse number 11, he says, listen to thy servant and to thy servants. He's calling on the Lord saying, Lord, hear me if you would, because for a period of time in the book of Nehemiah, the reason that the people were doing what they were doing and all of the sin was abounding, God was not hearing their prayers. Can I illustrate it for you for just a moment? Let's just say Jonathan here is living in sin and he's living in open sin. He's aware of it and he's unwilling to get it right with God. And let's just, oh, for just a moment, act as though Jonathan is doing all these many things and he knows he's not supposed to, but then every single night he prays to the Lord and asks the Lord to bless him. And God says, how can I bless you when you're living in sin? And not only are you living in sin, you're unwilling to get it right with me. And Nehemiah is broken in Nehemiah because he understands that the people were living in sin and they were unwilling to get right with God. And God very simply turned his ear from them. The psalmist here is saying, hear me, O Lord. Would you hear me, please? You see the seriousness, but then you see also in verse number 46, 146, the Bible says, I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. You see the saving here as he is seeking the Lord to bring that comfort, to bring that rescue, if you would. Well, how does the Lord do it? The Lord does it by reminding the psalmist in the midst of him calling out to the Lord and crying out to God, hey, uh, thou art near, O Lord. You ever have been in the midst of uh, something that you were praying about and you were seeking the Lord? In the midst of seeking the Lord, you were calling out to God and you're saying, God, make yourself known, make yourself known. And as you're finding yourself calling out to Him, maybe you spend some time in God's Word and... Maybe you find yourself just reflecting on, on the Lord and how good He is to you. In the midst of all of that, you remind yourself of the goodness of God. And that's what's taking place here in this psalm. You see, God 
use this time to draw the, the, the psalmist near unto him, and the psalmist realized that. It's in our deepest and darkest moments sometimes whenever we realize just how much the Lord loves us. And it's in those moments when we're saying, Lord, make yourself known when we come to understand that as this, the, the, the hymn says right here, in the chorus, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Sometimes it would do us good to go back to the cross, to remind ourselves of that moment to remind ourselves of that place where we found ourselves. Because, you know, it's an amazing thing. If I were to ask this, this evening, in your life as a Christian, one of the most precious moments in your life, I would imagine many hands would go up and say, the moment I got saved. The moment I got saved. Just this morning as I was on Facebook for just a moment after the service, I was looking at some of the other services of individuals that I know, and there was a young man who had come to his pastor and said, Pastor, with tears in his eyes, said, Pastor, I know that I'm saved, and I've already accepted Christ as my Savior, but I haven't gotten baptized. I need to follow the Lord in baptism and be obedient to Him. With tears in his eyes, the pastor looked at him and said, Okay, the next week we will baptize you, and today he got baptized. And as you think about that, those moments when the Lord brings us to a place where we draw near unto Him. Notice with me number three, if you would. It's not only a statement of encouragement, but it's also a statement of confidence. A statement of confidence. You see, there's just something about the statement, Thou art near, that brings confidence and comfort to the believer. A child that's about to jump off of the high dive or whatever the case might be and the father is down there and the little boy might be shaking and he he wants to jump off but he just can't. But then he hears, hey, from his daddy, I am right here. There's a lot of confidence there. I can jump because daddy will catch me. I've personally experienced that when we were on vacation. There have been a couple of times whenever Jackson, whenever he first started going on vacation, he would want to jump off of the dock that we were at, and he wanted to, but he just couldn't. He'd say, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I'd say, I'll catch you, I'll catch you. And then guess what? He would jump. Now he's like a little fish swimming in the water. All he needed is a little push, a little confidence. And you think about this portion of Scripture and this psalm right here, the confidence we find in this statement, Thou art near, O Lord. Proverbs 14, verse number 26, And the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and His children shall have a place of refuge. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. As you find yourself claiming the promises of God in this specific promise right here, Thou art near, O Lord, as you go and you read the Scripture and you find the Lord makes statements like this and reminds us of those things, what a wonderful thing in the confidence it brings that, hey, whatever I'm facing, I can go through it, not because of me, not because of my strength, but because of the Lord. And whatever you're facing, you can always find yourself going through. So we see here, it's a statement of affection. It's a statement of encouragement. It's also a statement of confidence. But finally, this evening, we see it's a statement of comfort. A statement of comfort. And in verse number 146, he says, I cried unto thee, save me. I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. That statement, I hope, speaks of, a, of, of looking forward to, if you would. He says, my eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate on, the, on thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness. That word loving kindness, speaking of mercy here. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. But hold up, thou art near, O Lord. It's a statement of comfort. And all thy commandments are truth. As you come through, you start this psalm, you see that the psalmist is a little bit uneasy. Not comfortable. Struggling, if you would. 
But then as he is reminded of this statement, thou art near, all of a sudden, peace begins to settle. Comfort. It's kind of like a parent laying down with their child that is a, a, a little bit uneasy. Maybe there's a storm that night or there's something that is going on and maybe mama just lays with the, the child and for just a few moments just uh, says, hey, everything's going to be okay. There's just something about that, that, that calming voice from a parent. And as that parent says, hey, everything's going to be okay, that child is all of a sudden comforted and understands that everything's going to be okay. You say, well, how, how can we relate to that? We relate to that because as we are the parents comforting our children, we have a Father in heaven who comforts us. You see, I love how the Lord uses our everyday life to, so that we can relate to the Scriptures. I love how He uses God's, His Word to be able to help us to see how He tries to get His, his, his points across. And if you just were to stop for just a, a few moments and, and really look at your own life, you see how God is trying to get your attention by using your life personally. He says, hey, just as you comfort your child, remind of these words, Thou art near, O Lord. You see, in Scripture we find that the Lord is always there. He's always present. As a matter of fact, there are multiple things, and we could go on all night, but we see in Psalm, 100, or Psalm 16, verse number 8, the Bible says, I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. He is ever before us. If you were to go and understand that, He's always out in front of us, but also not as He always out in front of us. He's also behind us. Isaiah 30, verse number 21 says, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. Not only is he before us and he's behind us, but he's beside us. John 14, 16 says, And I pray that the Father, he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He is within us. Galatians 2, 20 starts off by saying, I am crucified with Christ. And he is above us. Psalm 99, verse 2, The Lord is great in Zion and he's above, high above all the people. You could spend hours upon hours of going through and studying the Scripture and you'll find that the Lord is right there in the midst. I don't know about you, but I just love the simple fact that at any given moment, my, my, my wife might not be there to, to give me some words of encouragement. She might not be able to comfort me in the most difficult time. Hey, my parents aren't always going to be able to make a phone call and encourage me and comfort me in that time. My best friends aren't always going to be able to. My church family isn't always going to be able to. But praise God, i got a Father in heaven who's always right there with me. And He says, I am there. I'm right here. I'm near, right in the midst of whatever you're facing right this very moment. All throughout Scripture we find that the Lord was near. If you were to go and you were to study each of these individuals' lives, you'll find that David, whenever he was facing Goliath, who was on the Lord's side? David was. But who was on David's side? The Lord was. He was near. As you go and you look at the life of Joseph, you'll find that all throughout the way that Joseph realizes that the Lord was there, even in the midst of the pit, the Lord was there. In Potiphar's house, the Lord was there. All the way through, God was there. If you were to go and you were to study Daniel, you'll find that even in the lion's den, God was there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right in the midst of the fire, God was right there. All throughout Scripture, you'll find, all the way along, God was there. You study the life of Paul, and Paul, as he's finding himself in prison many times, and beaten, and mocked, and ridiculed, and spit upon, and stoned, and all of these many things, God was there. Can I share with you right this very moment, you might think, hey, I've got the roughest life and I'm going through some difficult seasons and I'm going through some things. I might understand that I get that. But don't count God out. Run to Him and understand that He's right there. The psalmist closes this psalm right here by comforting himself even further. He says, Thou art near, O Lord, and all Thy commandments are truth. Concerning Thy testimonies, I have known of old 
that thou hast founded them forever. As he goes and he understands that it's the word of God that is brought to his memory and reminding him that God is right there. The word of God and how authentic it is. As he says, all thy commandments are truth. I don't know about you, but I am so glad that when I run to the word of God, I don't have to worry about if I'm following facts or if I'm following falsehoods. I already know this is the word of God and it's true. I can count on it. It's been tested. It's been tried. And I know I will get something from it. Not only do we see, as he says, that the word of God is authentic. And as he says right here at the end of verse 151, all thy commandments are truth. But he also says, concerning thy testimonies, he speaks of the awareness of the word of God. And then he says this, I have known of old. He knows the author, that thou hast founded them. He knows that they've been tested, the age of them, forever. I don't know about you, this prayer in Psalm 145, as you go, verse 145 on down of Psalm 119, it's an intense prayer. It's a serious prayer. It's a prayer that I know many of us have not only prayed, but we've lived out. We've tossed and we've turned. We've struggled to sleep. We've woken up and, and we've only, you know, you fall asleep and you, you wake up and you felt as though you were hit by a ton of bricks. You, you know that feeling. You face those struggling days. And somewhere along the way, maybe not right in the midst of it, you knew it, but maybe a few months later, maybe a few days later, weeks later, years later, you look back in that moment, you say, you know what, I didn't realize it then, but God was there. And this evening, you may be facing that day, maybe you tossed and turned all last night, you didn't sleep well. And maybe you faced uncertain circumstances right now, and you're struggling through something, and you're wondering, Lord, where are you in the midst of it? And tonight, I'm here to remind you, He's near. Psalmist says, Thou art near, O Lord. Now here's the challenge. The psalmist gives us a picture of one who is crying out to the Lord. He's, he's taking it to God. And I wonder tonight, how many of us have held it to ourselves? We haven't taken it to God. Oh, God already knows about it. Oh, we understand that, but it sure would be good if we took it to Him. If we reminded Him that, Hey, Lord, I already know you know about this, but I just want to spend some time communing with you about it. And watch what God does right in the midst of it. The psalmist reminds us that as he's crying out and calling unto the Lord, he begins to confess some things and he's given an answer. Thou art near, O Lord. God supplied that answer through him calling out to God and him being reminded as he spent some time calling out to the Lord. That hey, the Lord's there. He's right there in the midst. And so whatever you're facing, whatever season of life you're in, I want to encourage you. Maybe you've just come through something. Maybe you're in the midst of it. Maybe you look back and you see sometimes. I want to remind you tonight that whatever you go through, even if you're on the mountaintop, if you're in the valley, God is near. Draw unto Him. Lord, we do thank You. Lord, I thank You for Your goodness tonight. I pray that You would be with us. Use this invitation the way You see fit. Draw us unto Yourself. And we'll thank You for it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.